Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calibers. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult. I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, you'll discover what you are experiencing physically and emotionally is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 65. Have you ever asked yourself, where am I going? And what will I do when I get there? I have. I've had that gerbil wheel spinning around in my mind more than once. My three-year-old neighbor doesn't think this way. The world, for her, is an exciting place. If she loses something, falls down, or is overtired, she cries, gets over it, and goes on. She's not afraid of making mistakes. She's learning new things every day. She's unencumbered by fear. Each moment for her is new. She leaves the past behind when she goes to sleep. We can't experience a four-year-old's world again, but we can ask questions of ourselves that move us out of the grasp of remorse, regret, and sorrow. Playwright George Bernard Shaw wrote, There are those that look at things the way they are and ask why. I dream of things that never were and ask why not. Why not you? You're worthy of being happy again. You're worthy of living your life without grieving strapping you to a pole and holding you prisoner. You're worthy of living a fulfilled life. The catch is, we can't see how our life will be fulfilled in wonderful and mysterious ways we have not yet experienced. There are times where we have to set out in faith and believe it will all work out. All great achievements began with an image in the mind of the person who achieved it. And from that image in their mind, they took a giant step, a leap into faith. Michelangelo, when writing about how he chiseled the statue David, said, I created a vision of David in my mind and simply carved away everything that was not David. Do you have a vision in your mind of what a life worth living from this point forward will look like. Try reflecting on this for a while. Put your ideas in a special notebook. If you stay at it, an image will begin to form. Don't force it. Let it naturally happen. We can fire up our self-confidence to create a life worth living by listening to the words of the Sufi mystic Rumi. He says, You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. Man, that's powerful stuff. I'm psyched. I don't think a life worth living is found in purchasing a new car, taking a cruise, or traveling to exotic places. Those are nice things, and they do add to life's pleasures. They can, however, be a way of running away from our feelings and running away from the challenges in front of us. We can ask ourselves, am I going to stand on the edge of the pool and watch others swimming, or do I dare to jump in and start swimming? The car will soon become last year's model. The trips will end, and each of us will have to return home. When we return home, we re-enter the space that was waiting for us. We can move away from the physical space, but wherever we go, 
memories, and feelings move with us. In this space that travels with us, we have three choices. We can run away by traveling, drinking, taking drugs, or other physical stimulations that temporarily take away the pain and repress our memories. We can morph into a catatonic state and allow life to happen to us by locking ourselves in our apartment or home and becoming increasingly isolated and depressed. Or we can rediscover what it means to be alive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. J.R.R. Tolkien writes, Still round the corner there may wait a new road or a secret gate, and though I oft have passed them by, a day will come at last when I shall take the hidden path that run west of the moon, east of the sun. Going through the secret gate that Tolkien writes about has two characteristics, the first being an awareness that the secret gate is there. If we're not looking for it, we may walk past it, we may miss it, because our minds are whirling with thoughts that prevent us from capturing a glimpse of it. One way to gain control of our whirling minds so we don't pass by the secret gate is to use symbolism. Here is an example of how I use symbolism to help me deal with problems I was facing at an earlier time in my life. I climbed to the top of Flat Top Mountain in the Rocky Mountain National Park. The elevation is 12,324 feet. I carried a backpack, and I had filled it with rocks. On each rock, I used a magic marker to write the name of a problem I was dealing with. When I reached the summit, I walked to the edge and looked over into a deep drop. I took my backpack off and removed the rocks, tossing them one at a time over the edge. My backpack was a lot lighter on my trip back down the mountain, and I felt a lot better emotionally. Similarly, we have to unpack our problems. Although my actions were symbolic, they played an important role in helping me to cope with the issues I was struggling with at that time. When we use symbolic actions, they help us to process our emotions and become more resilient. When we use symbolic actions, we create new meaning, allowing us to view our struggles in a way that gives us hope and a sense of purpose. Symbolic actions also give us a sense of control. In a very real sense, they provide a sense of empowerment and take away our feelings of helplessness. Symbolic actions provide us with a transition that suffers us from a painful past toward a more hopeful and hope-filled future. Not everyone is going to climb Flat Top Mountain. There are, however, an infinite number of ways we can act symbolically to transition from grieving toward a hope-filled future. We're limited only by the restrictions we place on our creativity. When I gave babes clothes to goodwill and began emptying boxes of things that no longer held meaning for me, I was symbolically moving on. Although the actions didn't stop my grieving, they were instructive for my mind. Each action told my mind that life lies ahead, not backward. We have choices we can make, but the healthiest emotional choice is the choice to live and discover the life that is waiting for us. Arthur Paulo Coelho writes in his book, Eleven Minutes, Everything tells me that I am about to make a wrong decision, but making mistakes is just a part of life. What does the world want of me? 
Does it want me to take no risk? To go back where I came from because I didn't have the courage to say yes to life? Say yes to life, to the wonderful life that is waiting for you. It's there, waiting for you to reach out and grab hold of it. Healing is possible. Don't give up. Don't quit. A life worth living is waiting for you, and it's waiting for you to grab hold of it with your two hands and to live it to the full. God bless you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, Looking on the Bright Side, at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, at gmail.com. Have a great day, stay strong, and never quit, never give up.